Everybody quiet off set. The most appealing part about spoofing the paranormal horror genre for me is that I am a complete horror movie fanatic. I love them. My first horror movie I ever saw was Pet Cemetery when I was seven years old. Don't know if that's bad parenting or not, probably was. Being said, I'm just such a huge fan and when you watch so many of them, you really start to notice some things that are so, so telltale of a thriller. When Becky and her family move into this new house with Malcolm, strange things start to happen. And part of the fun of playing these characters is that they're really obviously terrible signs. For instance, a safe falling on a dog the day of the move-in is normally a pretty big warning sign, but they just go on and move in and, you know, sometimes moths appear out of a box and that's okay too. They got new clothes, they don't necessarily have mothballs or whatever. You know, maybe someone will eat raw steak out of the fridge and start running around and growling and screaming and talking in tongues. But again, people sleepwalk. It's probably normal. So it's just like the disregard of really obvious things. Working with Marlon really scared me. Um, the first day was this graphic scene where dick comes out of my mouth. That was fun. Um, so that's a day to be nervous. I'm not normally nervous on first days anymore, but that was sort of a weird thing. And it's CGI, so you're kind of like, I don't know, it's a very, very weird scene to film first up, and you're oddly self-conscious. Not oddly at all, totally to be expected. Um, and it's really fun to, to work with him because he does ad-lib so much, and I'm sort of a on-my-feet type of actor too, and we'll end up ad-libbing just for fun, and it's really great to keep up with someone who has such awesome comedic timing. The night that we finished my deal for this movie, um, Rick actually called me and was, you know, like, hey, we're super excited to, you know, have you on board and we want a really PC set. And I'm like, did you say you want a PC set? And he's like, no. Oh, God, no, no. I said easy. I'm like, oh, okay, because I thought he was a PC. And I was like, I don't think so. I don't think so. Some of the more outrageous things that my character does when she's possessed is she's a vegetarian and she eats meat. And not only that, but she's also vegan, and there's totally growth hormones in that meat. Hi there. Maybe you're in the mood for a delicious cup of coffee, or a soothing cup of relaxing and always flavorful fruit tea. How about some scrumptious crunchy granola? Or maybe some organic and all-natural candy for that sweet tooth. We've got all that and much more. Check out our amazing brands on Rob. And that's with two B's fbc.com. Again, the website is robbfbc.com. Anybody, you know, is a fan of Marlon or the Wayans or any of their movies, you know, you get on board because you know it's just going to be funny. And then uh, for the movie to be so successful and be so well received, uh, it was great. So to be able to come back and do a second one is just, you know, this is fun. Father Doug Williams is a, is a priest uh, who got his study, his Christianity, while locked up in Longpole, while in, in jail. So I became a man of the cloth 
while being locked up doing a 20, 10, to, 10 to 20, I believe. And then I was released on early good behavior because I was doing it. But I still would stab and choke a motherfucker at any given time. However, I do it in the name of the Lord. I don't have any real skills. Um, you know, I think that my, my thing just said 1-800-PRIEST, you know, priest here. Priest.com. I was general. I didn't say anything specifically what I do. So when he looked me up, it was just like, hey, do you do exorcisms? And I'm like, huh? Oh, yeah. How much it pay? After the first, first movie, I actually thought that Malcolm would have lost my number because I definitely lost, lost his. So I was surprised that he found me and through, you know, a set of circumstances because we black, his cousin know my cousin, his people, and he caught, and it was that way. Like his aunt went to church with my mama who, who worked at the same post office where he get mail from his cousin and therefore the UPS man know me and we got all hooked up and I was like, damn, not you again. They want you to be free in this movie, like as an actor, like just let go and don't worry about your inhibitions. And so it's kind of, um, it's, 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 great, it's exhilarating to be like possessed because then you don't really have any responsibility for the things that come out of your mouth. And boy, do I say some stuff in this movie. And it's like, hey, I'm possessed. If you wanna argue with me in AACP, I was possessed, okay? If Al Sharpton got a problem with it, I was possessed, man. You wasn't dealing with me. You was dealing with a possessed person that was possessed between action and cut. He's a great actor and producer and writer, so usually the way he writes is he sets you up with great jokes in the beginning with. So you go, you come in and you see the, the, the palette and the canvas and what's kind of set up. And then as a producer, he has this, you know, love of comedy. He has this trust of what your ability is and what you can do. And so it is very quickly one of these things like, give me what I wrote and then please just go to work. I don't care. Do what you want to with it. The canvas is yours. It is hilarious. It's funny. It is definitely a beyond an extension of the first one. If you saw the first one, uh, you'll love this movie just as well. It's funny. It's a great premise. It's just exciting. It's got great stars in it all the way through. I mean, Marlon, I mean, Missy Powell, Jamie Presley, myself, Afion Crockett, just funny people that's all, come, you know, come together. Gabriel and Glicia, it's everybody just kind of meshed together to make this funny movie, and uh, I think people will really enjoy it. The way Father Williams prepares is usually that I, you know, I get fresh, so I put on my, my tightest, you know, uh, Father Williams gear. You know what I'm saying? From my new clothing line, Jesus Pieces, where I sell, you know, you know, shawls and black collars with diamonds. I got these like with diamond encrusted. So yeah, you can bling out your collar. You know what I mean? Like there's no reason to be no regular priest when people can be like, oh snap, our priest up there killing it. Ain't no way you're gonna sell no demon if you ain't got a little gin up in you. You know what I mean? I mean, people, you know, that ain't for everybody. People do different things. Me, I need a roll up a fat one. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Shoot my gun. Pop, 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 pop. Yeah. Like that. Keep that on me. Boom. 
throw that up, have that, I come prepared. Because some demons you can just do them with, you know, prayers and beads. Some demons you're going to have to bust a cap in their ass. Edgy, fresh, energetic, impressive, captivating, provocative. It's Rob TV. Watch us on RobTV.com. People love the paranormal and the and the horror genre because it's very close to comedy. I mean, there's just you you have to in order to do great horror, you have to have great suspense and you have to surprise the audience. And I think great humor does that also. You surprise the audience, you build, 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 and then a joke comes out of nowhere and it just kind of slays you. And I think they're they're kissing cousins, horror and comedy. One of the things that I love about Rick and Marlon is that, you know, they kind of use everything that's modern as well as stuff that's kind of throwback. So you, you those who are real horror fans are going to get a, a bit of everything. Keisha is Malcolm's former girlfriend. In the first movie, Haunted, A Haunted House, she was the love of his life and um, we move in together just thrilled and excited to be taking that next step and, and no one knows that how much true baggage I have. I mean, everyone has baggage and everyone is, of course, you know, full of surprises when you actually pull back the veil and you get, you know, get in the same house. But Keisha had a little bit more baggage than normal. She was possessed. So now, now Malcolm has moved on. He thinks he's sort of gotten away from Keisha and oh no, she's far from over. Malcolm is really trying to move on with his life, but um, Keisha makes that nearly impossible. I mean, I'm kind of, I'm kind of hard to forget. <laughs> so you know, he's he's got this new relationship and this new instant family, and he's trying to fit in, and he's haunted by his mistakes, or he's haunted by me, really. It is so much fun to play demonic and possessed. First of all, because I really, when I come to work, they actually have to make me look worse than when I show up barefaced, which is awesome, because, you know, it takes a whole team of people to make me look like this. So it's fantastic to come to work and have them make you look shittier than when you arrived. He's a tough cookie, that Marlon Wayans. That's why I'm, this is, I think this is the fifth time I've worked with him now. I, you know, I'd probably work with him for free, though I don't think you should tell him that because that may not work out so well for me in the future. But I, I love and adore him, and, and I, I think he has tremendous skill as an actor, not just as a comedic talent, but as an actor. And he's, he has such a great work ethic, and he's so kind to everyone, and he's just he's so full of energy, and he makes those 15-hour days um, worthwhile just by being who he is. One of the great things about working on, on a movie that Marlon and, and Rick write is that they use the script as a blueprint and we definitely shoot it as written, but they trust their actors, they hire actors that they uh, believe in their talents, believe in their skills, and so there's a lot of room for improvisation and it just keeps things really fresh and fun and, um, and everyone is so adept at kind of bouncing off of each other that it's, it's just a great, um, a great environment to work in. No one is safe. Obama's not safe, Syria's not safe, your, your dolls aren't safe. No one is safe in our movies. No one is sacred. Everyone can be made fun of at any time. This movie has a bigger cast. It has bigger laughs. It has um, more of a diverse cast, which I love. Um, some more veterans. You've got some old faces and some new faces, and I think people are, gonna, are really going to love it. A Haunted House 2 
is bigger, is better, is scarier, is funnier than the first one. And if you love the Waynes as, you know, all of us do, we're all probably related in some way to a Waynes, I think, because um, there's so many of them, um, you'll love this movie. Hi there. Maybe you're in the mood for a delicious cup of coffee or a soothing cup of relaxing and always flavorful fruit tea. How about some scrumptious crunchy granola? Or maybe some organic and all-natural candy for that sweet tooth. We've got all that and much more. Check out our amazing brands on Rob. And that's with two Bs, fbc.com. Again, the website is robbfbc.com. Marlon's high energy and, uh, you know, you never know where he's going to go uh, in a scene. So what's on the page is kind of just like a template. It's not really necessarily what you're going to be shooting, um, which is fun and challenging and always keeps you on your toes. The Wayans have uh, done really well in uh, producing films that have spoofed, you know, numerous scary films, scary movie, haunted house, whatever. Um, and so it's, you know, it's, it's nice to go and laugh at Hollywood, laugh at yourself, and just go to work and laugh in general. I play Megan, who is uh, Malcolm's girlfriend, um, and she's also a mother uh, of two, a daughter, Becky, um, who's a teenager and angsty and, you know, in that smells like teen spirit phase. Um, and, and she becomes possessed, and my character is really uh, oblivious and prefers to be oblivious to all of these things that are going on in the house. Megan is very uh, lenient with her children. She considers herself to be very progressive um, in that the children should, you know, come up with their own, you know, make their own choices and, and decisions and come up with their own punishments and things that I, as a mother in real life, would never, ever, ever allow. Things that would never come out of my mouth in a million years. Those are the things that come out of Megan's mouth. Haunted House 2 is a really funny film that's basically about a family um, that move in to a house that is haunted. And all the things that, you know, come with that and the situations that they deal with, it's situational comedy and lots of uh, different paranormal activity that goes on. And, and um, it's just really funny. It's not to be taken super seriously. There's not a lot of, you know, there's not a lot of serious subject matter going on. It's just funny. It's meant for you to go and see and laugh. When you get to go do film, especially a film with Marlon or any of the weigh-ins, there's quite a bit of um, improv. And that's fun. And it's loose. And it's, uh, it's good to get the juices flowing and be able to come in and just be silly. Um, and, and being able to work with, uh, with uh, Marlon has, has been nice. After all these years of being friends, it's nice to finally be able to come to work with him. Edgy. Fresh. Energetic. Impressive. Captivating. Provocative. It's Rob TV. Watch us on RobTV.com. This time around, it's been pretty awesome. We got a lot of our crew back from the first one. We have some of our new, our old cast coming back. We have new cast. Uh, it's been just getting the band back together and having a good time, making funny movies. It's a lot of a lot of Red Bull, a lot of being trapped in a room with Marlon and Rick and I, and just watching these movies over and over and over again, and just laughing out loud. It's having a good time. I mean, we've, we've all been together for about 10 years now. So um, we're kind of a family-based type kind of company and 
we all hang out and we just have a good time together and the comedy just kind of spews out of us. Comedy and horror are very similar. Uh, horror kind of teases you in with the tension and then hits you with a scare. And we try to do the same thing and we tease you with the tension, but then we hit you with a joke instead. This movie takes place a year after the first film and Malcolm is moving in with his new girlfriend who also has two children, Becky and Wyatt. Yeah, you know, Malcolm has a really good relationship with the younger kid because, you know, they're guys, they're boys, they have a good time, they play video games. Um, Becky, not so much. You know, she's kind of your typical teenager, hates everyone, you know, and so there's a little bit of uh, headbanging going on between those two. Megan's an interesting mom. She's, she's, she's a new age mom, if, if, if you will. She's very inorganic. She, she, wants, she loves quinoa. She wants to be uh, vegan. And when it comes to parenting the kids, she's in that whole idea that the kids can kind of parent themselves. Megan's a cliche white woman, so she doesn't believe in ghosts. And even if she did, she'd probably think they were really cool. So not a lot happens to her. Becky, she finds a Dybbuk box in the beginning of the movie, and this box is where the demon is held, where one of the demons is held, is in the Dybbuk box, which Becky finds. Um, and through the movie, it starts to transfer to her, and she slowly becomes more and more possessed throughout the film. Um, Wyatt, when Wyatt, Wyatt's first encounter with the house is Tony, his imaginary friend. And through the film, Tony just has him do a series of different crazy and bad things. In Haunted House 2, Malcolm finds himself in what we like to call the perfect storm of paranormal activity. He's getting it from all ends. And he's trying to hold it together. He's trying to investigate it. He's trying to find why this is happening to him. If it's the house, is it the divot box? Is it Tony? Father Williams is played by Cedric the Entertainer. And we are just so thrilled to have him back because he's just a big part of the first movie and hilarious. Ray Ray, played by a good friend of mine, Atheon Crockett, is back and bigger and crazier than ever. Um, I'm excited because he kind of bookends the film. We start with Ray Ray and we kind of end with Ray Ray. But uh, he's just back to give his, you know, OG perspective. Working with Marlon is fantastic. You know, we've known each other for more than 10 years and there's a level of trust there and respect between each other that, um, has taken a long time to get there so it's really it's really awesome and uh, I feel at home with him and we can be honest and I think that's why our movies come across as, as good as they do because we're honest with each other and we push each other and inspire each other to do the best comedy that we can do. With our movies we like to push it push the envelope. We want to go bigger and better and crazier than anybody else. It's all about the comedy. Nobody's safe. We're not scared to take a punch at anybody and when people make fun of us, we love it. It's, it's what we like to do. And it's all about making jokes. It's all about having a good time. And you know, the world is a very serious place. So I hope for 90 minutes, somebody can come and watch our movie and forget about it and have a blast. Hard House 2 is about Malcolm moving in with a new family and finding himself once again plagued by demons and having to go to any extreme he can to save them and himself in the end. The Haunted House series is very special to me. The first one was my first feature film. Uh, I got to do that with some of the first guys I've ever worked with in the business. And here I am doing a sequel because it worked out great and people loved it. And this one's all about the fans. You know, we're here because they liked it and now we're back to do another one. And I just want to make a big, funny, crazy movie so that they can go and have a blast. Hi there. Maybe you're in the mood for a delicious cup of coffee or a soothing cup of relaxing and always flavorful fruit tea. How about some scrumptious crunchy granola? Or maybe some organic and all-natural candy for that sweet tooth. 
We've got all that and much more. Check out our amazing brands on Rob. And that's with two B's, fbc.com. Again, the website is robbfbc.com. What's exciting about spoofing the paranormal and the horror genre in general is that there's so there, there are so many similarities between comedy and horror. They both play on this idea of a setup with some sort of great payoff. In horror, obviously, it's a scare. In comedy, it's a punchline. So it's, it's, the math is very similar. Well, horror movies are full of cliches. They're full of these tropes. And the reason why all these horror movies have kind of the same uh, 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 story points, the same kind of scares, is because they work. They're really effective. And so, you know, it's, it's great for us because we see them in every one of these movies. So we, in, in our movies, in the Haunted House films, we're doing kind of original stories inspired by all these tropes, by these cliches. So it's great to go in and use them for the joke. But, you know, you gotta love the genre, you gotta love those cliches, you gotta love the things that they do over and over and over because they work, because they're scary, and for us, because they're funny. We take the world that's around us and the crazy things that people do, and we just build on them. We sit there going back and forth and say, what would be even crazier than that? And that kind of shapes how uh, we, we make our movies and it shapes how uh, all the, the kind of jokes unfold in our films. Marlon is creative, he's energetic, he's fun, he's funny. You know, we just have a blast. You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm happy to say that every day that I come to work is, you know, it's like I'm going to play. It's uh, like I'm a kid every day because we just hang out and we laugh, we tell jokes. And it's fun to be able to uh, tell my friends and my family that I tell fart jokes for a living. A Haunted House 2 makes fun of a lot of, uh, of new kind of paranormal movies. We dig into the Insidious franchise. We make a lot of fun of The Conjuring, Sinister, The Possession. Pretty much every paranormal movie that's come out over the last couple of years, we make fun of in this movie. In A Haunted House 2, we find Malcolm a year later. He's left the past behind, and he's now dating a, a new woman who's played by Jamie Presley. Her character's name is Megan, and she has two kids, a, a daughter and a young son. And now Malcolm is trying to put his life back together and start this new relationship, living with this white family. So uh, it's, a, it's a lot of fun, and it opens up uh, the movie to a whole series of new jokes. In A Haunted House 2, Malcolm doesn't get along so well with Megan, his girlfriend's daughter. She's a feisty teenager. She's 16 years old. She, you know, she is just angry at the world, and Malcolm just happens to live in it. Um, but he has a kind of a sweet relationship with Wyatt, Megan's young son, that uh, you know goes a little awry when Wyatt starts hanging out with his new invisible friend. In a haunted house too. Malcolm finds himself in a whole new paranormal situation. Now his girlfriend's son has an, an imaginary friend. His girlfriend's daughter has a, a cursed Dybbuk box uh, that, she, that, that she won't leave. And he himself is being stalked by a crazy possessed doll um, on top of all kinds of other uh, crazy paranormal outrageous uh, activity. 
Malcolm has sort of a fondness or a fondness or a fetish for uh, inanimate objects. In the first movie, it was stuffed animals, and this one is his creepy doll, Abigail. And he does some things with Abigail that he probably shouldn't, which leads her to stalk him. She becomes the crazy possessive uh, ex-girlfriend who will not leave him alone. She keys his car, she writes him notes, she does everything to turn his life upside down. In A Haunted House 2, Malcolm finds himself in the middle of this paranormal shitstorm. And there's not much that he can do. He tries to hide it from his new family. He tries to pretend like it's not happening, but it's there, it's going on, and it almost drives him insane. It drives him to do some of the craziest stuff uh, we've, you know, we could imagine uh, somebody doing under these circumstances. Ned and Noreen in our movie were inspired by Ed and Lorraine Warren from the movie The Conjuring who are a real couple. Uh, uh, she's a clairvoyant and he was a demonologist. And they are amazing at what they do. And they are a, a really interesting couple who battle paranormal you know, spirits and, and whatnot. In our movie, we took the concept of a demonologist married to a clairvoyant. Only our demonologist isn't the sharpest tool in the shed. And our clairvoyant knows everything he's going to do before he does it. So it creates a really interesting dynamic uh, between this couple. I mean, imagine being married to someone who knew everything that you were thinking or doing. In A Haunted House 2, Malcolm has a neighbor named Miguel. In our movie, Miguel is the Latino point of view. When they first meet, Malcolm has just moved into his house and he's looking for a gardener. And next door, there's a guy pushing a lawnmower and Malcolm asks him if he can, can add him to his route. What he doesn't know is that he just made the most racist mistake he could make. And we have a blast with everybody. Marlon and I, when we write these scripts, we look at them as a blueprint and we tell all of our cast when they come in, we want you to come in and play. Make these characters your own. Let's, let's just have fun. There's lots of improvs. Everybody's ad-libbing. It just creates this really fun dynamic where people are being hilarious and trying to one-up each other and giving lines to uh, uh, each other to try to make everything as funny as it can possibly be. And in this movie, uh, with a bigger cast, it's even that much more fun. People really seemed to, to like the first movie. They had a lot of fun when, when they saw it. And for us, it was about giving them a different experience that was similar. So we wanted to expand on the world. We wanted to give, you know, create new points of view. We wanted the movie to have the heart and uh, uh, the spirit of the first movie, but we just wanted to make it bigger and funnier, and I think we've done that. I think A Haunted House 2 is much bigger in scope than A Haunted House 1. I think audiences should come and see A Haunted House 2 because it is scary, it's funny, it is just a great, fun audience experience. You're gonna come into this movie, you can laugh, you don't have to think about what's going on in the world. You just come in, you enjoy yourself. Edgy, fresh, energetic, impressive, captivating, provocative. It's Rob TV. Watch us on RobTV.com. We have a formula, I mean, my brothers, and so I just try to stick to that tradition of uh, I'm gonna make a horror comedy, not make a parody. Parodies will die out, a horror comedy will live forever, and everybody will understand a horror comedy because you don't have to see those movies. It's not the reference of the of the, the movie that makes it funny. It's the situation and the characters that make it funny. A horror comedies, the reason why I, I think they work is because um, horror and comedy as a genre, they share uh, the same audiences. 
and they kind of share the same rhythms in that in horror you build the tension and then you release it with a scare in comedy you build the tension and then you release it with a laugh so it's all in like all this tension and then it's the release um, it's like great sex Malcolm is an everyday man he's just a man that uh, wants to do right by the people that's in his life and you know wants to do right by his girlfriend and her kids and you know and, and start this this makeshift family is something new and different and he wants to get along with Becky the teenage daughter and accept the challenge of being a man and move into this house and he's just plagued you know the guy got a ghost attached to his ass and can't get rid of it Malcolm is basically the audience point of view if you put him if you put any audience member in the, the situations that that the cast members are in in horror movies that's who Malcolm that's Malcolm's point of view especially a black point of view because he's looking going oh hell no that that shit ain't right we got to do something no I'm not going down there to, to the basement to check what's going on things die in the basement we try to diversify it because we're equal opportunity offenders so I, I kind of want to hit it from every angle and you know look race humor is always fun because it's an elephant in the room and we just don't mind going, hey, look at that elephant in the room, you know, uh, and, and that's okay. Somebody has to do it, and, you know, that'll be us. Why is actually a, a good kid, a sweet kid, he's a normal eight-year-old kid, but he just uh, comes across a really uh, bad imaginary friend. He's the worst imaginary friend in the world. He teaches him how to light fires, how to do drugs how to everything do everything an eight-year-old is not supposed to do he's having a tea party with him with straight vodka so it's just we thought that the imaginary friend was funny but what else do you do with the imaginary friend what do you flip him and so it was to make him the worst imaginary friend ever he steals money out of his piggy bank you know it, he's just you know but and that's what turns Wyatt to kind of down a bad path a husband and wife and they're always arguing and bickering because he had an affair on her and she's psychic and she knew he was gonna have this affair a year before it even went down and he tried to deny it and so she won't let him live it down and they're constantly fighting and bickering because like every man you know it must be hard when your wife is a psychic because she knows what you're thinking so why you know most times guys were good at playing it off when we're looking at women's breasts, because we look at your eyes, but in the peripheral, I see, like right now, I see straight nipples. Miguel is a, you know, gardener by trade, by ethnic default. Um, he's, uh, you know, he's, uh, but he's helpful. And, um, you know, every time he helps me out, things kind of get worse. And, uh, you know, um, he helps me to do a, uh, what do they call it, a bruja or a, uh, a seance of some type to help clean the spirit out and he brings a chicken and uh, but it's not a regular chicken from like a farm he brings me a chicken from like a cockfighter ring as cousin has so this wild chicken becomes uh, you know it's a different one of the big action sequences in the movie is me fighting a chicken when you're the actor the writer and the producer it's a lot of hats you know to wear and you have to literally jump in and out of those characters and sometimes you play them all at one at, at, at the same time and it's weird and it's hard and it's challenging but 
I, this is the way I want to make movies. I like to make movies that people want to watch a couple of times. Like, I, I'm not afraid to be a fool. I'm, I'm not trying to change the world, man. I'm just trying to change your mood. Coming to the movie, I hope you feel better when you leave. There's a lot more gags. There's a lot more set pieces. There's is bigger in terms of the energy. Um, I think in terms of the gags, we have more. I think there's um, the whole thing with the, the doll from The Conjuring is just absolutely hilarious. The through lines are really funny and we even call back stuff from the first movie and I think that was a lot of fun. This has been a Rob Radio Network production. Check out our website at rrn.robbent.com. Thank you for listening.